Welcome to the Elevate the Vibe podcast, bringing you juicy convos with thought leaders discussing the wild world of parenting. What up, Vibe Hive? It's Wednesday. It's your favorite day. I'm your host of the Elevate the Vibe podcast, Jay, and with me is my beautiful wife and co-host of the Elevate the Vibe podcast, Katie Berlin. What up, Vibe Hive? Happy Wednesday. We are heading into the holiday season. I personally, well, okay, we're not heading into the holiday season. We are in the holiday season. Mama baked three dozen cookies and I think I've eaten like 28 of them. This is why I love the holidays, not just for the excuse to bake cookies, but I personally feel pretty energized by the holidays. Like I like the energy of it. I know for a lot of people it can be draining. It can be exhausting, but I like it. Now, part of what can be draining and exhausting is the family dynamics that come into play and having conversations with your children about like, hey, maybe so-and-so isn't showing up to this party. Why is that? I want to see them. Depending on your children's age, they might be attuned or maybe not so aware of some of the family dynamics that are at play and how that can affect stress levels for people. I mean, we all know it's like, you know, the cliche of like, hey, that uncle who wants to talk about politics at Thanksgiving, it's like, don't engage. Well, when your children are young, how do you explain some of these dynamics to them and have these difficult conversations? So we found a really solid resource on the interwebs and we're just going to dissect it a little bit here. Uh, And it's called the Connections Academy, and they have six solid tips on how to have some difficult conversations with your child. What is that URL, babe, for Connections Connections Academy? ConnectionsAcademy.com forward slash all sorts of stuff. I think you could just go to their website and search uh, difficult conversations. It'll pop right up. So, all right. So we're going to talk about the six tips here on how to help your kids deal with the drunk uncle or the drunk aunt or someone who... You know, it could be a life-altering situation, too. That's not just family-based. It could be just, you know, losing a job. It could be losing a pet, loss, anything, really. These are some good tips. So, number one is preparing for these difficult conversations. Now, sometimes the tough conversations happen without warning, but if you have time to prepare, it can be helpful. Think about the message you want to get across. Carefully plan your phrasing while avoiding coming across as if you're following a script. Now, Shug, what do you think about that? So depending on your child's age, these conversations are definitely going to be different. For example, if let's say that maybe a grandparent has passed away recently and your child is very young and they don't understand why the grandparent isn't attending. Why why is this grandparent not here? So that conversation is going to be very different and depending on your religious beliefs or... Mm -hmm. Maybe, you know, were you able to travel to attend a funeral? Like there are different signals that could help a child understand. But let's say that this person is a teenager. You know, they're going to have a much different understanding of what it means for someone to pass away. But it's still, as a parent, important to have the conversations and to talk about those dynamics and to elicit conversation. Because if you just act like, nothing is wrong and nothing has changed that's very confusing and you're not giving the outlet for expression or conversation and it's like 
oh, we just go on with life acting like yeah. nothing happened. Like yeah. that is that is more weird. That causes more stress. So you have to go into these conversations calmly with a plan to identify what your kid already knows about the topic and what you hope to communicate with them and be prepared for any information that might surprise you and then to try not to overreact and try to just stay calm and level-headed. That's going to be the best way that you can help navigate through this conversation. And that that can be really hard, like to stay calm and be level-headed depending on the nature of the situation. Like if there was a divorce and maybe, you know, it's like cousins and the cousin doesn't understand why, well, why is only this parent here and... Yeah. Or, you know, my aunt is here, but my cousin isn't here. Like, that whole situation, like, where are they? And when am I going to see them again? And it's like, that can be very emotional for someone to talk about. So preparation is the key, though. Have that talk with your spouse and be like, hey, listen, little Johnny is definitely going to bring this up. That Aunt Brandini, <laughs> Brandini the Martini, isn't with Uncle Walter Fino. Uh, and little, you know, Jamie Cedo is not around. So he's going to ask. So, you know, talk with your spouse a little bit, be prepared and, uh, you're going to do just great. So number two, be attentive. If your first grader is having questions about death or losing a pet or your teen sharing feelings about a divorce, it's important to be entirely present and listen deeply. I have trouble listening in general. I have to make sure that I really focus. I have to put my cell phone away. I have to be present in the moment. It's something I work on constantly. Um, and you just have to do that for your kid. You owe it to your son or daughter and your significant other to give them your full undivided attention for their issue. Be calm, be collective, be attentive. Number three, be honest. No matter how well prepared you are for the conversation, it can be hard to answer your child honestly when you know the truth will hurt them. But research shows children can sense when their parents are not being honest with them, which can lead to a lack of trust in the parent-child relationship. Oof. Now this is such a hot topic, especially this time of year with like, is Santa real and thinking about the dynamic around that? And there's a lot of people, I, I mean, I'm going like in a completely different direction here, but that topic of trust is, I mean, man, and being honest, that is so important. I would love to take credit for this statement, but I have to credit the <laughs> beautiful Lisa Barlow of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Why are we always quoting housewives? Okay. It's because it's the only show I ever watch and I watch one episode once every six weeks. So it's the only piece of media that I take in. But she has two sons and she, they're um, probably like seven years apart in age. But something that she imparts on both of them is the bad truth is better than a good lie. So I'll say that again. The bad truth is better than a good lie. If you are always being honest, then you can lay your head down on your pillow at night and, and go to sleep. And with your children, yes, there are, I wouldn't say it's like not being honest, but there are ways that you curve and massage language depending on their age to be appropriate. And also not every, even if they can fully understand, not every detail of a situation is appropriate for your right. children. Like yeah. 
you can be honest without spilling every detail. You can omit something. Let's say, for example, there was infidelity with family members or something. You don't have to share that with a 10 year old. Yeah. You know, you can, you can just say they are no longer together and and you're still being honest. And as they get older, you can adapt the story and be like, well, listen, you know, you were this age. It wasn't really appropriate to tell you that your aunt did this with this random. Well, I mean, I don't even know if that, I don't even think that that's the thing. I don't even think that that's a hearsay and then it's just gossip and it's like, well, that's the thing. It's like, you just share, you just share what is necessary to understand at the age that they are and it's like yeah. you know be honest good truth better than i'm sorry bad truth better than a good lie <laughs> wait good truth better than the best lie wait what all right so then the fourth one just kind of ties into number three and that was keep this difficult conversation short and simple simplify the facts as much as possible use age-appropriate language avoid unnecessarily de- unnecessary details that could cause them distress and if you can just rewind, hit your rewind button about 52 seconds, you can hear she'll just lay it down about that entire subject. So go ahead and do that. I'm Shogun. I'm talking about keeping the difficult conversation short and simple. All right. Fast forward. Now we're back to number five. Acknowledge emotions for kids. Difficult conversations usually come with a variety of emotional responses, even for adults. Teaching your child to recognize how they're feeling is an important step in managing emotions. Watch for verbal and nonverbal cues during the conversation and look for opportunities to let them know you're aware that they may have different feelings about what has happened. I think also our generation might be breaking some of the stigma too but there can there can be a stigma associated with you know sex and I'm not saying sex like banging (laughs) I mean sex as in like male female oh you're you're a boy man up oh boys don't cry acknowledging emotions for children it's okay to cry it's okay to have these feelings it's okay to express yourself you know, expressing yourself in a healthy manner, like, you know, encouraging that because we all know what happens when people bottle shit up. Is that, I know, I mean, can you tell me about all the healthy people that keep shit bottled up? Look at me. Yeah. I'm a, I'm like a fight or flight stress case. Do you <laughs> oh, not, come on. Do you, you don't, not... you don't have a bottle show. You're a free flowing emotional wonderland. Yeah. I am like, <laughs> I I am like a um, when you put a Mento into uh, a, a Mentos co- into, in, a... into a Coca Cola. That's me. <laughs> that's why we don't allow Mentos or carbonated soft drinks in the house. All right, so let's see. The final one that we're going to talk about is empowering. You have to empower your kids. You will know if your tough conversation went well if your child comes away feeling loved, supported, and empowered to talk about the difficult topic. Guiding your child through recognizing and managing their feelings can give them a sense of control in any situation where they may feel powerless. Let your child know that you're available to answer any questions that may come up later and plan to follow up with them frequently to check in. So Vibe Hive, these six steps on how to have difficult conversations with your child sum up as the following. Prepare for these difficult conversations. Be attentive. Be honest. Keep the difficult conversation short and simple, acknowledge emotions for kids, and empower them. Wanted to uh, thank ConnectionsAcademy.com for providing us with some material today that can really help you have those difficult conversations with your child when they come up. So 
We hope that the next time your kid comes up to you and asks you something very serious, that you will take a deep breath, calmly tell them the truth, nice and short and sweet, and say, listen, this is what it is. Let's talk about it. Let's help you feel comfortable with this situation. And let's figure out how we can move forward as a family to improve our relationship. Don't let fear hold you back because you're never going to be perfect. I mean... I know that I am perfect. One out of two of us in this room is completely perfect, which is why it's so fucking hard for me to do a podcast. You know, <laughs> you're never, <laughs> you're never going to be perfect, but it's better to try to open up and stumble around and at least keep that runway there available. So it's like a flowing river and your child doesn't feel as if they can't come to you. I mean, that's building a foundation for many years in the future and then one day if they find themselves at a christmas party with some awkward ass family dynamics they're like i know how to handle this i got my six steps and i know what i'm doing yep and if you really like the six six steps just go ahead and tattoo them on your right arm uh as a quick reference guide at your next party wow jason is really committed all right bye bye (laughs) we love you happy holidays we'll talk to you soon Peace. peace out Hey there, Vibe Hive babes. If this podcast has brought you any value, please rate and review on your favorite listening platform. And if you're feeling really generous, share with a friend. Visit us at elevatethevibe.co for show notes on this episode and previous episodes. This podcast is intended to educate, entertain, and inspire. It is not intended to diagnose, treat, or substitute for professional medical advice. Please consult your healthcare provider with any questions you may have. And as always, thank you for joining us to Elevate the Vibe.